Hi, and welcome back to I Haven't Heard That Name in Years, The Lazy Memoir of Hannah Harkness. If you've been listening to these episodes in order, which hopefully you have because it's a memoir, therefore a continuing story, uh, we have now worked our way through childhood and we have finally made it to adolescence. This is the first episode where we are speaking on junior high. Uh, we're also going to be talking about high school because uh, this interview is with uh, the Roni to my Michelle from junior high and high school, Miss Molly Rose. Uh, so we'll be talking about both periods, but uh, Molly is definitely a fixture of junior high for me first. Uh, and we bonded over uh, all of the standard anime uh, of the time of the time this was a this was a sailor moon era you know roll the roll the clock back uh you know i meet molly rose it's gonna be uh it's gonna say 2001 or year 2000 but this was the time where uh sailor moon the english dub would air on uh network tv at seven o'clock in the morning usually before you go to school and a small smattering of kids that watch cartoons like saturday morning cartoons or just cartoons in general that managed to have the tv on and catch that and get sucked in did watch an american dub of sailor moon uh they would scroll through uh they would do the first season the second season sailor moon r and then a little bit of s which by the way uh they changed two characters that were lesbians in the uh japanese version to uh cousins in the american version and uh we find out you know and this is something i didn't find out later uh, until later uh when uh miss molly rose entered my life and introduced me to subtitled japanese anime uh which i'm gonna save that story but that was in fact uh within the first 30 seconds of meeting her Subtitled anime was brought into my life, and the uh, weeaboo phase had started. I was a dance dance revolution playing, drawing anime characters in your notebook, uh, manga reading, uh, going to Chinatown because there was no Japantown available, and looking for Japanese things. Uh, the the whole nine yards. Oh, I had the I had Sailor Moon dolls, the whole thing. Um, but the main thing that sucked me in was Dance Dance Revolution, which is a really weird thing, a really esoteric skill to devote that much time to. It is the most, um, I'm going to say, objectively useless skill I have that I excel at. Uh, is dance dance. I, I am very good at, you know, I don't fluently speak a second language, even though I studied Japanese. You know, it, it would have been more worthwhile for me to actually learn Japanese than this. Uh, but great cardio. I can't speak another language fluently, uh, but I still have jack calves. And if you put me on those four buttons, I can run and do something resembling dancing real fast. And that is uh, what me and Molly Rose really loved. Uh, and we are going to be discussing it at length. So uh, buckle in for some deep conversations about arrows set the scene a little bit more uh abington junior high school is very different from the elementary school that i described uh, the school district that i was in had something like six or seven elementary schools feeding into one junior high school 
And, you know, I talked about this in a, a previous episode, but it was a very liberating thing for that to happen because you basically got to start over you usually were dumped in a class where maybe you knew one other person from your school but you know the entire social hierarchy just gets upended when you go into junior high and you got to meet all new people because there was just too many damn elementary schools feeding into one school the junior high itself uh, and this is uh, uh i'm gonna say about like 20 miles outside of philadelphia is uh, where where this is out in the suburbs in uh, Montgomery County. Um, the junior high itself very distinctly resembles an ant farm. It has the hallways on the inside, glass hallways on the. Or sorry, it has the classrooms on the inside, and then there's glass hallways on the outside. And I'm sure this is no longer a thing with technology, but at the time, you know, all of us had like thirty to forty pounds of textbooks strapped to our back, hardcovers, and uh, we're small at that point and uh so it gave the visual appearance of all these like smaller bodies with giant packs on their backs walking through this ant farm during class changes if you're standing outside and looking in it's was, it was kind of like it's kind of dystopian but you know Abington's a great school honestly no real notes on my public school experience I got incredibly incredibly lucky you know there's always still you know Philly around the edges there's there's gonna be like you know there's definitely people who got in fights at 7 a.m like it was uh you know a workout routine in the morning but like other than that and just like other standard high school things falling apart odds and ends and you know like infrastructure fails with air conditioning and shit like that you know it's, it's, it's stand, like really good education really good teachers that i still remember uh and i was i was really lucky but um it is still kind of insane that we only ever had five minutes to change classes and we would have to go from like the fourth floor of this complex all the way to the basement of like a unit or an annex of some kind that was like all the way in the basement somewhere else and you're just like you've got five minutes you have 40 pounds of textbooks strapped to your back if you get there late there's going to be a problem with your grades go and but if you ran in the hallways which I did because I didn't like being written out for being late and I was a I was a kiss ass and an academic at that time this is a, this is the time when I'd like win shit like you know pto awards and shit like that uh <laughs> but i i would run and you know if you ran to class you're a nerd but if you don't run to class you're late so it's real didn't really make a whole lot of sense oh and side note about that pto award you want to know you want to know how i got this dumb wooden plaque you want to know how i got this dumb wooden plaque uh i was at an award ceremony for junior high like you know they had some kind of assembly where they're like oh we're gonna give out the awards to like the best sports person this that the other best other thing and you know i knew i was getting some stuff like they did they told me some stuff ahead of time but there's like some stuff that was a surprise a, like english achievement award or whatever i at this award ceremony uh this, this junior high school shit i seemed to just I just started cleaning up like I got like it, it was almost became a bit as they just kept calling my name and I'm like who nominated me for this I'm pretty sure I was asleep in half these classes but no I got like an English achievement award something else and then they uh came on and at this point all the students are getting restless because they're announcing too many things and they just we just want to leave we're all in gym bleachers or some shit and they announce like okay so uh the next award is the pto award and i just went to my friend like oh man 
what kind of nerd wins the PTO award? And they immediately, without missing a beat, had a son. And that, yeah, I think that's as good a place as any. I was a dweeb, but I was fun and I did martial arts, so I did not get bullied as much as uh, my behavior would normally warrant, uh, which will be a reoccurring thing in the next couple of interviews. All right, so this is the episode. Awesome. Hey, hey, Molly, what's going on? <laughs> Nothing. Just enjoying my summer. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, so, so one thing about uh, me and Molly is we frequently refer to each other as country mouse and city mouse. That's not how it started, because when you're kids, you don't uh, get to make those decisions. Nope. And obviously, we had to be in the same place. We were just suburban uh, rats. Yeah, we were just suburb. Yeah, exactly. So we were in the country city uh, median. We met in the middle, and then we split off into the other two halves. Is what happened? Is that you ran into the woods, and I ran further into the city, occasionally dipping back out into the woods, or not not the woods, just back into the suburbs. Like, yeah, that's, that's about as far as it gets. Closest I've ever gotten to country living is uh, this strangeness I've been doing out here in Rockaway Beach, where I'm just crashing at the project manager of a Doctor Who convention that I did stand up at's house in middle of nowhere beach. But other than that, that's that doesn't even really count because it's outside New York City, which is full of billions of be- billions and Billions and, and the closest oh. I've got to a city is living in Portland, Maine, which is like a spit from nature. <laughs> yeah, it's a spitting distance from nature. And we, we've gone, we went camping there, for, like not there. Uh, we, we went camping in Maine, like way far up. Was it was it, is Camden State Park, you said? Camden Hills, yeah. Or Camden Hills, yeah. That was the first time... Uh, I've experienced mountain next to the ocean, which because I'm I'm such a city rat, I barely even processed as a thing yeah. that happens. I know. Um, I, I I don't know why I thought about cliffs, but never um, mountains. You see, you know, they're like the same. This is this is my my dumb the simulation not populating in the periphery of my mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> play there there's like fucking mountains and ocean okay so uh let's um dial back so we gotta talk about how we first met which i uh it's a beautiful <laughs> how about, tale how about you tell the story how about we how about you tell the story just because we you know we're not here to listen to me we're here to listen to other people <laughs> i mean you tell it best but i'll do i'll i'll, I'll give it a shot so yeah. i believe we were like 13 years old Somewhere along mm-hmm. that lines, and we on we were on the same bus to and from school, and one day you got on the bus and you were singing the theme song for Sailor Moon, and I believe I yelled at you, "Sing it in Japanese, bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> and thus a beautiful friendship was made. Um, yeah, and uh, and now we're still friends that uh, went camping uh, together a year ago. Yeah. Uh, that started with me being shamed for watching dubbed how anime. How dare you? Like, how dare I? That's a, that is a two. So if we were thirteen, 
that means it was like over 20 years ago uh i i was shamed for watching dubbed anime and it just uh sparked the the friendship that only it, we only had like a, a little bit of a break between mm-hmm. college and like when did we reconvene again do you, we, do you remember like about what age that was uh, we reconvened when you were back in wincote and i was at my parents house so that was like 23 probably Oh yeah, so like 2013 or something. That that makes total sense. There was like a weird period there where mm-hmm. I was like back in the hometown yeah. and and so was yeah, I kind and of. I just reconnected with a lot of people that were either just there transiently or still there. Mm-hmm. That that was wild. Um I think that the funniest thing about that is still that like when we were in high school, we were both like and junior high. When we were high school and junior high, we were both like straight edge essentially oh my god uh, and then i did not yeah. i did not drink alcohol until i was 19 i didn't smoke weed until i was older than that <laughs> yeah i didn't drink any alcohol until i got like apart from like a random sip of something at like my my, my parents house it was just like my like i didn't drink a full drink until i started fucking around in the comic book industry like when i was like 18 or something 17 yeah, 18 I re- uh but even then that's not binge drinking no. that's like standing around the hyatt bar uh <laughs> no, my- hoping somebody will send you something like that's <laughs> i went i went <laughs> zero to 60 i remember being like strangely proud of the fact that i didn't drink like i don't need to drink to have fun and like getting drunk off of osmosis was like kind of my thing and then I went to college and I went from like not drinking to like competitive drinking, like beer pong, drinking games, who can drink until they throw up, like finishing kegs, like having a race. Like I, you know, we were yeah, just too, yeah, I was too nerdy in high school and it just like all mm. flipped when I went to college. I joined a frat and it was like downhill from there. <laughs> that's fine. I joined a frat too. Which one were you? I was in the co-ed service learning one, Alpha Phi Omega. What, what frat were you Ultimate in? Frisbee. Oh, it was, you guys actually got a Greek together no. for Ultimate Frisbee? No, no, we were, no? we were never officially Greek, but. The, oh, okay. I was about to say, do they allow? No, no, hell no. But we were, it was like the two, the men's club team and the women's club team. And there was like a house that could fit that like eight people could live in and it got passed down through like the generations year to year. And so we had the Frisbee house that like the landlord was like, didn't really care what happened to it. And so it became the party house. It was like an off campus unsanctioned party house. It was like one weekend we would play a tournament and then the next weekend it would be like a party. And we, we had like two kegerators. We had a basement with like a bar. We had a whole thing. And so it was just like, it was essentially a fraternity. Man, Frisbee House sounds so much more fun than a fraternity. Frisbee House sounds like a place is full of bright colors where, like, barely anything goes wrong. I know that's oh, not the case. Oh, everything. But, we have so like... many holes in our walls. So many broken doors. <laughs> From the Frisbees. <laughs> Frisbees and elbows. Frisbees and elbows. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's. I think I've told people before that, like, you were as high level as you could be in Ultimate Frisbee, and they're like, that. that is amazing. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know it, people could go that hard. I know. I went, I went to the national level. I never went pro, as some people did. Can you? I didn't kind know of. you could even go. Yeah, is it, what is it, like, ESPN 12? Like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like ESPN oh eighty five, and I think you, 
I mean, they play. People have fun. I think my friends who yeah, went, who, I mean, who went, quote unquote, pro, like got twenty bucks a game and maybe, maybe a meal wow. covered. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's not like it's not like wildly fucking difficult because it's essentially it's it's like football. I, I know it's oversimplification. It's like football with a frisbee, yeah. right? Instead of a ball. Kind of. That's harder. Yeah. That's that, that's <laughs> in my mind that seems significantly more difficult. It's, it is. Cause, like, it's tough, but the thing is, it's like it's one of those games that when you're watching it, it's really only interesting if you understand what's going on. Like, and there's every once in a while there'll be something like exciting and like people, a bunch of people jumping up for a disc or someone doing an amazing like diving catch. But really, like eighty percent of it is very, very boring, and it's just like kind of a niche interest sport, which is like my, you know, both of our things is like we all very weird niche things that we've gotten into. Oh, and you know what? Uh, speaking of um, niche sport, uh, this is the most excellent transition of all time. So one of me and Molly's primary activities, <laughs> right, when we first met was Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> uh, for <laughs> my, my listeners uh, who are 10 years or more younger than me, uh, of which there are several, um, Dance Dance Revolution was a game where uh, you would have, uh, when it, like, not necessarily when it first came out, because I'm sure it it came out in Japan long before it came here, Mm -hmm. Um, it would pop up a catalog of songs, and you would have a dance pad underneath you with arrows, and you'd have to stomp on them, like, arrows would flash up on the screen while the song was playing, and you'd have to stomp on the arrows that came up in time to the music, it's similar to... Uh, Guitar Hero and uh, Rock Band and other games like that, except uh, you're doing it with your feet and it just creates uh, nerds with the best cardio you've ever seen (laughs) in your whole life. And it gives you just insane calves. Insane calves. I still have them. I, I, you know, I am pretty sure that that is just like residual DDR calves. Uh, And... It was in the early aughts. It's like I would have met because I graduated in two thousand six. That me that meant we would have met in like two thousand one. Yeah. Well, what I remember was, I remember being in Jen Garrett's basement, and we would download the songs through the torrent, and we would look up the arrows, like we would Step download charts. the arrows, like we would, you would look up <laughs> lyrics, and we would play the song and dance like from the computer screen just on air where we had no pads we would just follow the dance and then we would eventually would go to the arcade to do it and that was like must have been like 2000 and just like 2000 i think i was like 12 years old yeah maybe even just 2000 because the thing is like when i met you you already had all these ddr friends oh yeah like this is it like this predated me by a while we were way Um, into it and yeah yeah, the step chart thing is one of those things that I explain to people, and they're like, "You're fucking with me," because people remember DDR. They didn't get they, they didn't go hard in the paint and like download. Oh, like yeah. most people didn't download uh, paper step charts, so they wouldn't waste time. Because you know the the logic behind that, if you didn't have it on PlayStation and you didn't have this DDR, was, Matt this was like home, way before PlayStation even came out with a this DDR. This is before Matt. PlayStation even came out. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot that that, that didn't even happen yeah. yet. So there was no play. And you know what? I just remembered what because that that was the one summer that I worked an entire fucking summer camp season, so I could afford a PS2 and a Mac. <laughs> 
Um, and those were like new yeah. at the time. Oh my god, this is the, this is the funniest. Like, hey kids, gather around the fire. We used <laughs> to make my DDR day. mats out of duct tape. <laughs> you don't even know what those are, do you? Um, <laughs> we you, we would download the arrows and print them out on those pages that had like the printers that had the, the holes in the side. Paper. Dot matrix paper, yeah. yeah. It would just take forever, and you had to like tear like, the edges off the computer off. for everybody else. Oh, and of course, you know that ties up the phone line too, yeah. so people can't make phone calls where we're printing out these fucking arrows. That's right. um, mm -hmm. <laughs> just hold on, guys. This is important. Um, and forget about the number of viruses you downloaded trying to get the music. In Japanese, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, fucking LimeWire and everything. That was another one of the first memories I remember over at your house is that you're getting me, because to get the subtitle Japanese anime, you were getting that from, like, torrents oh, and yeah. LimeWire and stuff oh, yeah. like that, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Fucking. I had folders yes. and folders of downloaded anime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we just hunched by your computer and watch Sailor Moon on the computer because there was no way to put it on the TV. Yep. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I, 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 we would do that for hours. I remember being like hunched in front of the computer at your parents' house doing that for hours and hours and just going through uh, emotional turmoil watching <laughs> Sailor Moon S. Those later, those <laughs> brutal later seasons of Sailor Moon where you're like deeply unsettled. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like why is that child trying to explode the earth? don't understand yeah. or, or what's with the violent christian symbolism like when they got to that part of sailor saturn she's like nailed to a crucifix we're like what's going on here? <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> but yeah with the, with the ddr like uh the, so for a while yeah because this the logic behind downloading the step charts is actually sound because if you could only play it at the arcade the arcade game would kick you out if you flunked the song yeah and so, so many quarters so many quarters yeah quarters and also you had to wait your turn this is another yeah. thing i'm always explaining to people can you explain like the social conventions of doing ddr in, a, in an arcade in the early on well, philly because I... there was a whole process of like putting shit on the machine right oh yeah yeah so you had to like put your quarter on the machine to like reserve your turn and then you were just hang out with all the other mall rats while you waited around and watched other people play and you you know you had to like negotiate your turns with like, oh, you know, you know, who am I going to do a song with so the two of us can like team up and like skip the line a little bit and like I'll put a quarter right. here, you put a quarter there, and that way like when we're done we can just go right back to our turn. Yeah, yeah. that's that I remember that. Yeah, because you had to like buddy up, you'd be able to get a turn faster, um, and then you'd have all the people watching. Then, so it was like this. It was the yeah. crazy like. So, it was like pseudo performance art at the same time because when there was a lot of people mic. there, yeah, there would be a, like a lot of people there watching all of your peers and like part of you wanted to like do a song that you already knew and like had some cool moves to to show off. Like that one kid, Jason, who could like do the thing where he walked over the machine and then whatever that thing was called, <laughs> the matrix flip they called it or something like that. Right, yeah, when they did, you had you held on, because there was a bar on the arcade machines, there was a bar behind you that you could hold on to with one yeah. hand, and if you were, like, tall enough, you could walk across the top of the machine yeah. with the other hand. And I know you used to jump over that back bar during Dynamite Rave. Yeah. Oh, now we're, now we're digging some shit up. Oh, yeah, yeah me you, and Jen. Yeah, you used to run around the machine. Yeah, we would, we would, like, choreograph whole, like, spin moves and jumping over the bar and, like, doing all sorts of, you know... I don't know. 
yeah. nerdy and choreographed. We'd take it serious, you know? Like, we bring, like, towels and water over. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had to drink Gatorade <laughs> in between. Yeah, I mean, you well, did You did legitimately have to do that. It's not like there was any ventilation in those spaces at all. No. There, were, there were fucking arcades with yeah. crazy carpets. And we'd be wearing, like, thousands of layers of things, like those giant pants with all the pockets. And then, right. like, uh, bracelets from your wrist to your elbow, which is now back in style, amazingly. Yeah. <laughs> Bless them. Bless, Bless them all. Bless I love the giant pants. Because the giant pants weren't, you know, people were like, oh, they used to, I, I don't think they were popular when we were wearing them. I think they were like, it, 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 it's just they were around, yeah. but it wasn't an everybody thing. And now it's kind of an everybody Gen Z thing. And I'm so happy for yeah. them because those are more comfortable pants with more places to put stuff. Yeah. It's just real cut and dry. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing I wanted to uh, cover. I mean, there's more, there's more DDR stuff I want to talk about, but another thing I wanted to cover is how we dressed the entire time we were in high school. Oh my um, god! And I I remember the the big influence was those Japanese that Harajuku photo books of fruits. Do you remember those? No. Like, wait, kind I, of. Kind of, yeah, it's these photo books where they just showed people that in Japan wearing insane outfits, oh, or, insane yeah. outfits or early aughts Harajuku outfits, yeah, yeah. yeah, and we would try to copy yeah. that, and sometimes it would work, and sometimes we're just Fail trying, spectacularly. We just in, yeah, yeah, but we didn't care, no. is the thing. Like, I, I miss that confidence, you, honestly. The confidence... Do you remember in ninth grade when ahead. I just full-on wore a clown costume to school for no reason whatsoever? I used to wear a cape. Fuck I, like, consistently yeah. wore a cape. A lot. And a tail. You wore a cape a lot. I wore a fucking spatula around my Yeah, neck. do you remember... I didn't give Like, we'd take those fuzzy scarves and turn them into tails and, like, safety pin them to our pants. Um, right. Capes. I don't suspenders. remember the tail thing. <laughs> We'd just go to thrift stores and buy the most obnoxious shit yeah. possible, and we'd be like, this is Harajuku fashion. Yeah, exactly. So, don't, don't talk to me. I mean, I wore, I remember, like, I wore, like, you know, bracelets up to my elbows, and I had, like, 50 necklaces that I would layer. I wore, um, I wore a pacifier around my neck, which I did not realize was, like, a rave thing, and, like, my straight-edge wedding, oh, I was like, yeah. I saw someone wear this once, I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah. and people would make comments. I'd be like, yeah, cool. My name is Molly. And they'd be like, ha 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 ha. And I'd be like, huh? Um, <laughs> how long did that go on? How did, when did you actually finally found, uh, find out what that whole thing was? Oh, long think? after I stopped wearing the pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> like years. I think whenever I saw that rave movie go, I think that's when I realized. Oh, <laughs> wow. And you're like, oh, <laughs> life flashing before eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I would wear some, and this is like it was like I was too. I couldn't afford hot topic stuff, so I would try to use thrift store stuff to copy it. That's like what I remember most is like just us right. trying to make our own clothes. Pretty much. So was yeah. it Addie's I also store? it was also just kind of a like kind of like a fuck you to everything for for me. One of my big complexes in high school was just like it doesn't matter how hard I try, I'm not gonna like fit into what the girl thing is supposed to be. But you know what we were doing wasn't the guy thing either. It was just fucking weird. Yeah, I... and that's what I loved about it. All I remember is, like, I never really cared what anyone thought. I just wanted to be different, and I didn't, like, I was like, whatever is just 
different is gonna suit me fine. Yeah. There, no, there's freedom in there of, like, not giving a fuck. And, you know, the one thing that I think that uh, both of us should never uh, take for granted is I think a lot of people left us alone because we both knew martial arts. <laughs> I think that there, yeah, <laughs> I think that, that gained so, us some level of immunity because I, I think about that all the time. I'm like, how many people would have bullied us if it wasn't just widely known that you were black belts? Yeah. Like, I, it, it took me a second to become a black belt but you did you already had yeah. been doing like when did you start doing tiger's home like you did i started tiger's when i was Holmes, five right? and a half yeah i started like right as i went into kindergarten and i did it until i went into like right before my bat mitzvah like until i was 13 right and i i started later than that i started when i was 14 but i made it like my whole stick do you remember oh, that yeah. i used to karate kick doors open <laughs> and i got in trouble for it yeah i do remember that <laughs> I did. It wasn't like small. It wasn't just like kick front kicking because I did that a lot. I also used to do like I got in trouble when I did a jumping kick, yeah. and people thought that was like so impressive. I never got sent to a principal's office before that, but a lunch aide justify <laughs> very justifiably was like, "Hey, you can't do a flying kick into a metal bar on a glass." Door. <laughs> You're like what? <laughs> Yeah, and, and, you know, in my head, I'm just like, oh, party pooper, I could land that hit. It's cool, it's cool. Like, um, but, yeah, people just straight up... And, and, you know, another thing about, like, Abington in general, both of the senior high and junior high, is that I realized that there was just so many people in those classes that it was genuinely kind of difficult to establish a social order. Like, there was one there. I mean, but... I don't really remember... I mean, maybe I was just so out of the circle of whatever the social norms were that I don't even remember but we had like 700 people in our grade like if you wanted yeah. to fly under the radar you could totally fly under the radar if you wanted to like group hop which is what I essentially did you could just group hop but yeah but like if you like you know disappeared from a social group and popped up somewhere else like no one would even realize it yeah like I remember when I graduated I looked around uh and was like there's like 100 people here I've never seen before yeah and that's like, not most people's school experience. I know, it's like your faces are vaguely familiar, but I've literally never had a class with you. Never yeah. spoken to you. No. Like, especially because we were both on the nerd tracks. Did, did you have Apex when you were in elementary school? Because we wouldn't have been in the same class. You we went to better believe schools. it. Oh my god. So Apex, uh, I don't know if they still do this, if they'll still sort the air quotes gifted kids out of the class and remove them Just to another scoop school. up all the neurodivergent kids and throw them into a classroom for two hours a day. And, and bus them to another school. Like, it, and it took time to bus students to oh, another our, school. Oh, our, our classroom uh, was in our school. It was in like a oh. tiny, unused, like, half classroom. Oh, weird. Yeah, no. Overlook kids got bussed to another school, and I also vividly remember this. The same group of kids that go into Apex were also the same group of kids that all got hit with ADHD medication at the same yeah. time. Like, the 90s boom yeah. of, like, starting to give kids Ritalin. It was, like, all Apex kids yep. that were suddenly on psychotropic drugs. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never I never got boxed into that group. Luckily, I never got dosed with drugs. I think I was too functional- <laughs> yeah well yeah no you've always been way more organized than me too that was the other polarity is like me constantly getting sucked into cities although i think i think i might be breaking the habit with this new uh 
newfangled uh, podcasting, not on stage uh, to avoid coronavirus. Yeah. Well, you, I, I was always more com- organized, and you were much better at follow through. That's always what I remember. Yeah, like you and I planned some crazy shit during like your birthday parties. Like you planned some some good events, and you did all like the community service stuff, and you would like. I mean, the one, I don't know, did we organize Battle of Bands together? Or was that just... That, I I don't think I was involved no. in Battle of the Bands. Um, I know that you were part of the Reading for Rascals. Ah, thing. yes, Reading uh, for Rascals. Yeah, it's me and Joe touched on that a little bit. I think that's still on my resume. Yeah, <laughs> it's... <laughs> well, I'm glad I could get you a resume Thanks. line. Um Thanks, Anna. Yeah. Uh, reading for Rascals being a, a children's reading program that I had that ac- that got, uh, I almost said accidentally got funded by the Philadelphia Eagles. No, I had to uh, submit an application <laughs> for that funding, like some kind of youth community service grant or whatever. But that's another thing that seems sillier when I get in a rear view. I was like, the Eagles gave me money when I was like 17. What? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> First of all, reading for Rascals was so much fun. That might be one of the most fun. Th- I mean, you take a group of theater kids and have them improv act out a children's story. Like, mm-hmm. we got yeah, we, we got had them doing it got all real kinds of silly. Stuff. Yeah, it got it got super super silly. Oh, and then we took them to the Taekwondo studio the one time too, yeah. and like we did a whole like Joe wrote some kind of musical version of the Three Little Pigs that had all of these like I think it had a Queen song parody in there, and probably like a and I think like a um God I think he had an Eric Clapton song parody in there yeah. too, and I, I can't remember. Oh God, I can't remember this shit. If the, the, this is the what I'm gonna have to do is that like in the intro I'm gonna have to start covering stuff <laughs> and like cross co- uh, cross referencing, or I'm just like, what the hell happened in that thing? Um, but. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm also still trying to dig up like DDR stuff in my head just because well, that was. So I'll insane. tell you that. Yeah. Sometimes the other like a couple months ago, a song popped up on my Spotify, and I was like, "Why do I know this song? Where does it come from?" And it was I maybe have texted you about it. It was Bizarre Love Triangle, which was, and I was like, every and like I was like, I hear a song, and my feet just start moving, and I'm like, yeah. "Wait, why are why am I dancing in a in a up down left right pattern?" <laughs> <laughs> It's just like it's air quotes dancing. It's it's weird. It's 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 rhythmically running in place, yeah. but it does turn into dancing after a certain yeah. point because it's lit. That's the only way you can actually hit everything on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is to do some kind of dance like uh, movement or at least dance like fluidity. Like uh, I see, I see people that like are just on the edge of going hard, like hard in the paint with DDR that they don't actually, um, you know, it's just people that had it at home for a while, but haven't yeah. gotten crazy enough to like download step charts yeah. and look at them where some people will stand in the center of the pad and then just shoot their foot out when they have to hit each individual arrow. Yeah. Whereas like the threshold you eventually cross is that you never are in the center yeah. of the pad at all. Like you're just flying over all these yep. arrows and then you close your eyes and you can still see arrows scrolling yep. because you've been staring yep. at I would, it too long. I would dream of arrows. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's funny even now it's like, I feel like some songs will come on like Bizarre Love Triangle and I'm actually doing the jumps. Like it, like the muscle memory is yeah. still there where yeah. I'm like going in a gent in the corner, corner, double, double, up, up, down, down. And the, um, 
Yeah. And I can't stop myself. <laughs> no, like, that muscle memory is embedded. It's like Pavlovian it at this point. Yeah, and it, it's because it was also pushed by, you know, in our case, it was pushed by performance anxiety because we were frequently doing this in front of a lot of other people and also, like, you're going to lose your spot at the machine if you fail a song. Yep, yep. So, like, the first two, like, you could do, and you usually get, like, three songs per token, right? So the first two songs, like, you had to be absolutely sure yeah. of. Um, and then the third song, you could fuck around because you're about to get kicked off the machine anyway, but you still don't want to, oh, you don't want to fail in front of the In front of all the other mall <laughs> yeah or the boys you know and then oh they're God, in like yeah. every other dumb every other dumb subculture there was still some somehow a fucking gender bias oh yeah the social dynamics were fucked i mean so I was, it was I, still 2001 i remember i remember two things i remember both that like for like a huge chunk of the spent of that time like you and i were like the youngest of that crew like everyone was like for the most part right. older than us and for the most yeah. part, it was guys. So I remember like That's... having like, oh, if I'm going to get this special girl, like cutie status, I'm going to like, I'm going to use the shit out of that. I'm like, I'm going to get every inch out of this social situation that I can. <laughs> I was like, let's yeah. see, can uh, I go next? My mom has And to I thought that was him. so cool. <laughs> Please, mister. Um, I, I remember that, like, Jen Garrett used to um, convince guys that she was a beginner and, like, accidentally hit... Oh, no, it's on... It's, it's Santa, Santa Morete on heavy. Oh, oh, I hit the thing <laughs> wrong on purpose. And then she'd do it, like, flawlessly. And that's yeah. one of the ones where the arrows are so uh, crunched together that it just... It, it looks it's like where you a, have like to a lean layer, back on the... Like a layer cake. You can't even see the arrow. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's one of the songs where you just have to rest back on the bar and let your legs move independently of the rest of your body and just let them like fly right yeah and you know unless you were one of those people that was like weighed 100 pounds soaking wet and could just fly that fast well what i remember is that like i don't know this is like the start of my like getting ogles where like when someone's really good at something it makes them more attractive and i remember the people who were like really good at ddr i was like just it made them like like it made them like superstars and they had like you know like they just got cuter and cuter the like the more the harder the harder the songs they did <laughs> it's so it's so crazy how subcultures and, form like and that, they were all trash the but most... <laughs> in retrospect yeah. they were all trash humans but yeah we're good yeah, at no, especially because of where we were this is all people these are still philly mall rats it's a subsector of philly mall rats but it's still a, a, and i a, was a, one a, of them 2000 yeah i'm saying trash like all of them proudly but you know what you know what at least we got exercise exactly um, that's <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's how I felt about that whole thing. I was like, "Look, if you're gonna be like that, if you want to get some good cardio, just spend four yeah. hours at the mall playing Dance Dance Revolution." Yeah, absolutely. Also, you know, not for nothing, uh, from our parents' perspective, they're just gonna be like, "Oh, they're not doing drugs," you know, like <laughs> it's just like our, our crazy ne'er do well teenagers are out there uh, stepping on buttons yeah. and improving their cardiovascular health i know our parents never um, had to worry about us we went from like martial arts to dance dance revolution to dungeons and dragons 
and like Dungeons and Dragons, well, or, you know, Call of Cthulhu, yeah. rather. Yeah, which we'll, we'll be, uh, we will be reviewing in a future episode <laughs> with Joe Petton. Future meaning a released future and not recorded yeah. future. We're creating two timelines here yeah. on, uh, I haven't heard that because in years. Because, as we all um, know, time is relative, past is future, future is past. Absolutely. It's one infinite and bubble of nothing. We're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> It never stopped. Linear... There was just, uh, yeah. we, we got distracted for a minute and then we reunited. And when we reunited, we were both uh, smoking weed and we kind of played chicken with, because we remembered each other as straight edges. Yeah. So there was like this moment of, I think you were like, do you smoke weed? And I'm like, yeah. I, in fact, I never stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like the second I wake up. Yeah. Um. Do you remember are some of the excursions we had making edibles no i had well i had a profound religious experience the first time i made edibles in your house because that was when you were living with marley and all of the other rabbinical students and they had like that pseudo half right. kosher kitchen yeah and i remember we were like let's make edibles like and i got all the ingredients we were i can tell you exactly what we made we made peanut butter rice crispy treats that were dipped in chocolate and sprinkled with bacon. And then we like, like put them in the fridge, the refrigerator to set. And like, we made that at your house. And I got so baked making the weed butter. I like, cause I didn't know that you shouldn't inhale the fumes when you're making the weed butter. <laughs> didn't think about that. And I got, I got to a different level of high that I didn't know existed. And then I was cooking the bacon and I asked you like, is it okay to make bacon in this kosher household? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. As long as you use this set of stuff and I'm cooking the bacon and like the bacon flat fat is flying everywhere. And I was like, oh, I get why like, you know, I get why they don't eat bacon. I don't know why I get why they don't eat pork. Like it's gross. It's flying everywhere. And that was like, and then I ate those of course, I ate the weed rice crispy treats because they were delicious, but I did not eat pork after that for like 10 years. Wow. Um, but God That's damn, were the, I, and those I rice crispy treats were so good. All, but there's obvious explanation for why I wouldn't remember that. Um, <laughs> what is that, Hannah? What could be the reason why this is wiped from your short and long term memory? Look at it. Look at it. Had a hand I'm in that. Gonna wager to say the drugs or the bacon <laughs> was just that good. It was, it was just, that good. Psychotropic. Yeah. A, I mean, a, a Kabbalah magic infused bacon. That's right. But, uh, um, yeah. And now it's my favorite food ever. Speaking of bacon, were you a part of the waffle nights? That was that was you, me, and Emily, right? Yes. Yeah, no, that was you, me, and Emily. We would make waffles and watch usually Red versus Blue or Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Or sometimes uh, B sometime. horror movies. Sometimes we would watch really bad horror movies. Yeah. Dear, the Final Stab. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah, there was a movie that was found, not by me, it was found by our friend, our good friend Emily Quinn in a Target dollar bin, mm -hmm. I believe, called The Final Stab, that I, I think the best feature of this movie is that they had those, like, cuts, you know, like, Jason running through the woods uh, in the background, like, that tss, 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 that kind of yeah. thing. But the killer was obviously out of breath. <laughs> like, he... <laughs> that was the... 
That was the number one feature of that movie to me is every time they had the the guy was not moving fast. No. Like and he's clearly out of breath, not in good shape with the knife. And that's why um, we did DDR was so that we could outrun horror movie villains. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um all right, so we're kind of getting to the end. Uh the last question I ask uh might be one you've already answered, but let's do another one for the hell of it. Is uh, do you can you think of a memory that you think I may have forgotten? Yes, absolutely. Um, wh- okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is one of my favorite <laughs> memories of you. Okay. okay, you may have forgotten this. You may remember this, but it was your 18th birthday party, which I believe was in some sort of park community center building. Oh no, it was my 16th. Your 16th. Yes. Okay. So you'd yeah. organized this whole thing. And I remember the party was going on and I was sitting off to the side as usual. And I was sitting on a table and you were standing in front of me and I was like, hey, do you want to play a game? And you're like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, here's, the... so the game is that I have a story in my head and you have to ask me questions to figure out what that story is. Now, and what you didn't know was that every time you asked a question that ended with a vowel, I would say yes. And if the question ended with a consonant, I would say no. So essentially <laughs> you were creating this whole story just by the questions that you asked and the pathway that you went down. And what I remember is that the story ended up being something about space zebras. Uh, there was something about a zucchini in there. Um, and it was oh like God. about these these space zebras going on an adventure chasing a zucchini across something into a black hole um, and going into like vortex wouldn't have been the word because it ends in an x but you just went on this entire and I just kind of let you kept going like adding on to the story and treating more and more and more bizarre variations of you trying to figure out this story (laughs) and that went on for like 20 minutes like everybody else is at my party yeah. like just doing other stuff um yeah <laughs> that's that's amazing that's also the period of time before i hadn't um i was doing pure irreverence as comedy <laughs> and not structured irreverence as comedy. like there there was like a, there was a period of time there where i was just like fish in a hat that's funny the end like <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I just, it just got a laugh. Oh my so, God. I mean, I but there were that. other people there. <laughs> there were other people there. And as the story built and built, like it was getting, I remember, I think Marley was there and everyone was just getting really giggly and weird. It was like, you know, you're 16 years old. Oh, other people were listening. Yeah, yeah other people were listening. <laughs> and it was like, I think, um, what's his name was there? It started with a D. I'm not going to remember his name. The guy you dated for a while, but then didn't. He was a year older than us. Oh. Um, well, if I was 16, the only person that would have been in the orbit would, uh, be redacted. That didn't start with the Yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Redacted. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Podcasting's weird. Yeah. No, like, fine. I know eventually, I know eventually Abington people are going to get a hold of this, See, but it doesn't this matter. This is why it's None great that I don't matters. remember people's names because it's all redacted oh, yeah. in my brain. Well, we also didn't really hang out with most of the school, but my 16th birthday, I managed to just summon a lot of people. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was quite the um, party. Um, but I remember, yeah, yeah people, nuts. yeah, that was maybe, you know, early in your comedy career before you started doing stand up, you know, when you were just telling ridiculous 
made up stories egged on by yeah, my I didn't even yes and yeah no I didn't even try to do any kind of like stage comedy until I was like 19 but I was recording stuff for MTV I was doing oh, sketch comedy yeah. hey Molly uh that that was amazing thank you so much for coming on um and that's another episode yeah. in the can yeah of, thank you I haven't heard that name in years for the walk yeah, down absolutely. memory lane back down memory lane